You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. Cheers to sports is right, and cheers to football, and cheers to this podcast, George. You're listening today to Pod That. We're two brothers talking sports, and uh, of course, I'm one of your co-hosts, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George, and welcome into the greatest show in podcasting. Today, in honor of the Super Bowl, I guess, today, George, we're going to start with something from the Super Bowl. So let's check out this clip. to throw for it. He's hit. He flicks it away on fourth down. Aaron Donald got there. Yes! Yes! I knew it! The greatest of all time does it in the biggest moment of Super Bowl 56. Aaron! Aaron! Hey! Come here! Hey, I knew World champs! Great job! Yes, sir! We're world champs! You would make that play! We're world champs! You would make that play! Uh, I guess Sean McVay knew he'd make that play, man. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought that if anyone was going to make a play on that one was Aaron Donald. It's not, I mean, that's not Nostradamus level shit or anything, but I have to give credit to NFL films. Man, whenever they do that with the dramatic background music, like they make it feel like the, the world's greatest play because that way I, I almost changed my mind there. Yeah, I mean, they, they have a great job, those NFL films. I know as like a Seahawks fan, we've won a Super Bowl, obviously in this last 10 years, whatever it was, I guess it's, yeah, it's been what, eight years, eight and years or so. I remember having the NFL DVD. I still think I have it somewhere. The Bronco Seahawks Super Bowl and the whole mic'd up scenario and the dramatic music before a touchdown and like the slow-mo of a interception or the pick six for Malcolm Smith back in that Super Bowl there. They find a way on NFL films to make it seem like that was not just the greatest play of that game. Like, but that was the greatest play. Like, in the history of a Super Bowl. You know, that's like yeah, the no, music really. that's and the, the, best way and the shots. Yeah, yeah. That, that Aaron Donald almost getting a sack was the greatest almost sack in Super Bowl history right there. Yeah, and, and that was one part that I thought was like a little... Like, what's... The, I feel like people won't like that take. Like, okay, whatever. It was a huge play. I get that. It I'm was. not saying it was not a big deal. I'm just saying there's something more unique when you actually say if it was like the game-winning sack, right? But it wasn't. Technically, it wasn't. Yeah, technically it wasn't. But, man, uh, he did play a great game. Uh, the Rams played a great game. And, you know, it. I think this one for once, like, I mean, maybe because we're Seahawks fans in general, we just saw the Los Angeles Rams win the Super Bowl. It didn't really feel that big. It didn't feel as big as the Super Bowl usually feels to me, at least. But once again, that could be because I'm a Seahawks fan. I I attribute it personally to different reasons. Um, it I, I felt like I was the only person that I know in my friend groups <laughs> or anything that said the Rams are going to win. I feel like everybody and I'm I had an awful record picking games during the season. I, had, I and I I lost this game against the spread technically, right. but the amount of people that were like, oh, the, like I have the Rams winning, I have the Rams winning. I felt like. 70% of America, even like TV shows, everyone thought the underdog Rams, I mean the underdog, sorry, Bengals were going to win it. And I just feel like at the end, the storybook wasn't there and the team that was just kind of supposed to win and was much better won. 
So I, I felt like there was no, there's no shock appeal to it, right? Like, yeah, there's there no, no anticlimactic moment. It was like, uh, look, everyone who picked the Bengals, including myself, you mean the opposite. It, there was no climatic. No, you said there was no anticlimactic. It was all. I, that's what I mean. It was. I meant to say it was the anticlimactic moment. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, like yes, I picked the Bengals to win, right? And but I said it like all signs point to the Rams winning. But I have the and I feel like that's what everyone would say. All signs point to the Rams, so I'm taking Bengals, and I feel is like more emotional because people like the Joe Burrow story. So yeah, when the Rams won and everything was as expected, like even the celebration didn't feel like that crazy or that sub. It just kind of felt like I don't know. It just to me at least, like I said, it could be because I'm also a Seahawks fan. Yeah, I, I guess I have two. Two biggest things that I saw, uh, I would say one, we could start with the fact that like, uh, what's the best way to put this, man? Sometimes you have a great thought and you can't even um, muster up the ability to like think about it the right way. <laughs> but like the Rams are just so much better that I felt like it was obvious they were going to win because they were so much better. And I, I feel like the game is not as close as it really looked on the scoreboard, right? If we're just, if we just break it, peel it back for half a second, the, I mean, the Bengals got points off of the T Higgins face mask. Like that was one of the worst missed calls we've seen in a long time in a big game, right? The off, he almost ripped Jalen Ramsey's like head around in a full circle. That was a pretty bad way to get points in a Super Bowl. For like an opposing team, yeah, and then the, the Matt, in the Matt Stafford like tipped interception, you know, like that led to points. I just feel like they didn't like the offense played like crap. They didn't have a moment where it was just like they really like the Bengals were really the team that was like dominating the game. It was basically the Rams the entire time, outside of a couple plays here and there, and it just felt like it was always going the Rams' way, at least in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting you say that because in a weird way, like, I agree and totally, like, disagree at the same time because, like, yeah, raw football-wise, the Rams, like, were dominating the game. They played better. Uh, the Bengals had to change their whole entire game plan. Usually they're a big play offense, and this time they were just trying to get rid of the ball quickly. They couldn't really do anything. But really, if it wasn't for a holding call on third down, the Rams would have had a fourth and goal to go with one play to decide the Super Bowl. I mean, the Bengals probably win the Super Bowl. So at the same time, the Bengals were literally one play away from winning the Super Bowl. But you're right. In this sense, it felt like they were very fortunate to be there. I think if you play that game, you know, nine out of ten, ten nine out of ten times, it would have been a, maybe a more lopsided score. Yeah, by the way, they were playing, at least you're saying. By the way, the te- like Bengals were playing, not like always in general. What? Oh, the way, yeah, yeah, the way the Bengals were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be nine out of ten times. Yeah, and for me, though, <laughs> I got another one, George. The, the second biggest thing that I see, these are like my two biggest thoughts of the weekend, basically, was I think that the Rams got a little luck, or sorry, the Bengals got a little lucky on most of their points. And number two is the reason this felt a little lackluster, and I don't know if anybody's actually used this comparison. I, I think I thought of this on my own unless I'm making that up. But I don't know. Maybe I saw it on Twitter or something. This felt like Alabama versus Cincinnati to me in college football. It was, it felt like the storybook were not supposed to be there versus the like power team, even though LA's not winning a lot. Like I haven't won a lot in the recent past, whatever it was, I was going to say future in the recent past. It felt like Alabama versus Cincinnati. It felt like if you were picking Cincinnati, it was a storybook, like fairy tale pick of the year. 
And if you pick the Rams, it was the one that kind of made sense. Even when I look at the celebrations, there is a bigger, bigger celebration today in Cincinnati with the Bengals landing back at their home airport after losing the Super Bowl, then there is a celebration in uh, LA to winning the Super Bowl. And it just feels like we were so happy for this team, like the lovable losers to be there. Like if the Mariners made a World Series, it to me, it almost literally like by the dot felt like the Cincinnati Alabama game where it was never, it didn't like, it wasn't a horrible game. It wasn't a horrible blowout, but there's one team that kind of belonged, and I felt like there was one team that probably didn't belong and might not make it back for a long time, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. They felt yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I feel like going into the game, that's a great way to look at it. And I, I, there, you make some really good points there, especially Cincinnati Bearcats being from Cincinnati and the Bengals also being from Cincinnati. That helps a little bit, too, with the comparison. But no, I, I mean, actually, you know, I didn't even realize that until you said that this moment. <laughs> that had nothing to do with my thought process of it. It really <laughs> just felt like, like, I don't know, the reactions of the loss versus the win. Like, we you know, did it. Like, we made it all the way. Good job, guys. Like, it felt well, like, you know, that. well, it's interesting that you're, you're taking this approach because Here's the thing. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with everything you're saying here because in a way you're right. I felt the same way. But I feel like you have – I mean, and the, the credit doesn't go to the Bengals when you give credit to the Rams. But I feel like you're not giving any, like, credit to the Bengals, the way they beat the Chiefs, the way they were one play away from winning the Super Bowl. And I feel like – and I've heard a lot of people do it, not just you. You're just not giving them any credit. like Because they're, any, not that, they're not as good as what happened in the playoffs. That's how, that, like, for yeah, me, yeah, that's totally fair. That's, I think they get credit for the journey, right? Like, it was a really good run, mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like something that's gonna. I think Joe Burrow is gonna sustain. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, like we've talked about a hundred times, Aaron Rodgers has been to one Super Bowl, right? Right, and he's had probably rosters better than Joe Burrow is going to see right now for a little bit of time. Well, like, well, the reason I think it's very interesting is because you're right uh, in a weird way. And even if I don't completely agree with that, I'm going to give them credit because I think they were their defense was really good and Joe Burrow is really damn good. And I think the team is actually really gritty. And, you know, they, were, they won a lot of close games. But to your point, like, all right, going into next season, right, let's just say that the Steelers go get themselves a quarterback. Let's just go say that the Ravens stay healthy. Well, now all of a sudden you're talking about would you are you picking the Bengals to win their division? They probably have the third best head coach after Tomlin and Harbaugh. They definitely have the fourth best coach in the division. Stefanski. Yeah, maybe Stefanski. Right. Yeah, maybe the I'm fourth. sorry. If if Joe Burrow was on the Browns, I would tell you that they have a chance to go to four or five straight Super Bowls on his rookie contract with that roster and that coaching staff. I mean, the, the Browns' biggest issue is probably Baker Mayfield. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think we'd be calling, uh, I, I don't think we'd be calling Stefanski like the worst coach in that division. If he had a quarterback like Joe Burrow, he might be, people might be saying he like, might be the best. Yeah. He might be the new best coach in that division. And like, but yes, they have maybe three of the, especially the two, like, especially Ray, like Harbaugh and Tomlin, that's maybe two of the top five mm -hmm. or six coaches in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, as long as he continues to progress, there you go. Like you said. Steelers, even when they've had not good quarterbacks, they're finding ways to make the playoffs. <laughs> That's with Big Ben or when like the year before when like Mason Rudolph is is the quarterback or whenever that like who, you know, like whoever's been the quarterback. I mean, like, I, I just think that at the end of the day, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals like have a nine and 
eight year, whatever is the, I know, I know, did never remember. Eight, I know. Is it nine and eight? Yeah, nine, like a nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight and nine season next year. Yeah. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they're just Joe Burrow gets really good and they make the playoffs and they go because they do have a ton of cap space and they're going to rebuild their offensive line. But I think it can go multiple different ways. And I, that's why I'm also with you. Like, it's not like it's set in stone. And, but you know, I kind of am, it's weird, right? Because you're right. Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl second year and hasn't made it back since. But I feel like everyone's been saying that about this Bengals team that it's just something different is going to happen. Because I've heard that take so many times this week. And I gave it to you. I mean, you right after the game. That's what I said to you, too. And I'm like, now I'm like, man, I've heard so many people say this. that like, eh, maybe Although, Joe Burrow's that good. I didn't even mention that in this whole entire spiel. I said Aaron oh, Rodgers has only been to one Super Bowl. Uh, you, that's right. You said Aaron Rodgers. That's right. You said I Aaron did that Rogers. on purpose because I knew the comparison right now is Dan Marino because he lost the Super Bowl, right? And it was in his second year also, wasn't it? And it was in second year also. Yeah, yeah. so I, I went more of like an Aaron Rodgers to show that like even in like maybe a guy that some people consider the greatest talent of all time mm-hmm. hasn't even gone back to another one. Um, so it's like, but both, both examples are obviously yeah. what everyone's like, it, everyone's talking about Dan Marino or just in fact, the fact that quarterbacks have trouble going back. And I don't know. I just, I think, I think we can all agree on one thing, George, which is Joe Burrow's the fucking man and the yeah, toughest dude on the field. No, great for him. Uh, I want to shift to the Rams though, real quick, because I feel like we haven't talked about the Super Bowl champions, which we'll for get reason, there. We'll yeah, because I, I, I have a question I want to post. Because I I tweeted this today, and you know, I, you know the big conversation now right away is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? Um, this reminds me of when the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl, and every single show in America was asking the same question, and that was. Is Joe Flacco elite? <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of a different, uh, you know, tune to it. I was going to say, there's a li- there's a lot more of a different tune to it because yeah. nobody even pondered the idea of Hall of Fame for Joe Flacco. No, it was- I think he's the only quarterback, like, uh, like in the 2010s to win a Super Bowl that isn't going to be even considered for the Hall of Fame. In 2010s. Well, unless you yeah. consider, I think Brad Johnson was 2000. <laughs> But Tampa Bay uh, yeah, no, he was 2000. I'm talking yeah. in 2000, 2010s, you said. Yeah, in the 2010s. Yeah. We had Trent Dilfer, not going to make the Hall of Fame. Brad Johnson in the two, 2000s, not going to make the Hall of Fame. And and uh, Joe Flacco. And I would say Matt uh, Matt Stafford, who I think is going to end up making the Hall of Fame, is probably the fourth like worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl since. Like, it's either him or Eli. Yeah. Or Russell Wilson. I mean... Even the Russell Wilson's great. He's he's right there with kind of the Stafford, yeah. Eli. I mean, like Eli has two. Because rings. we're saying this because like Tom Brady won like seven of them, so he kind of like fucking took up a ton, a ton of the space. Yeah, I mean, it kind of ruins it for everyone else because really, when you look at like the standards that you're looking at with Tom Brady, it kind of ruins it for other people, right? Like one Super Bowl, pff, not good enough. Like, well, it actually, it's really fucking hard. There's a lot of great quarterbacks that only win one or win none. But yeah. Tom Brady's seven kind of, I think, puts a damper on everybody else's successes. Um, and it puts, and I think puts, he retired. Yeah, good for now. <laughs> it's a good thing that, or it's, 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 it sucks for guys like Matt Stafford because winning one, like, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what Richard Sherman says. He's talking about, like, oh, if you're not enough all pros this like okay like all right all right richard yeah like it's not that simple like aaron Rodgers and tom brady have been most of all all pros in the afc and the nfc for the last like 10 years 
Now, should that play a role? Sure, that could play a role in consideration. But like Matt Stafford kind of proved right away he just came in in one year and won a Super Bowl. He proved he is elite. Like, I just don't see. Well, he's totally elite. Uh, but is he, is he, a, let's say he retired today, like today, and he just called it a career. Is he in the Hall of Fame or not? Is, I guess, a question. I mean, like, yes, that's that was kind of the point yeah. about elite because you can't you, you can't be in the Hall of Fame if you're not elite. And a lot of people are having these arguments, like a Richard Sherman, like other people, that somebody like Matt Stafford's not elite because of his past. And my point was, he is elite, but sometimes your team circumstances don't show, you know, all that success or whatever it was. I think this year proved that all those other seasons in Detroit kind of. That should should be a race. They should be appreciated even more and put on a different type of pedestal. Like n- nobody's able to win in Detroit. I mean, like we figured that out, right? But like he still put up these like miracle type of numbers. And yeah, he, he was great in Detroit. Um, I, I just think he's like that step below, right? I mean, that he can't carry a franchise by himself. He needs a perfect circumstance. Joe Burrow care. I mean, didn't win the Super Bowl, but like he's, I think at the end of their careers, like Joe Burrow is like a boom, first ballot, easy hall of famer. And that Stafford's a hall of famer. Yeah. I did see an interesting tweet though, that kind of, you can guess who is who of course, but Darius Slay tweeted today in support of Matt Stafford and all mm-hmm. the nonsense about him, which is, one of them, he gave out two different pairs of stats. One of them won the MVP, and the other didn't even make the Pro Bowl or an All-Pro. Aaron Rodgers threw for 4,500 yards, 33 touchdowns, and 16 picks, while Matt Stafford threw for 4,800 yards, 41 touchdowns, and 17 picks. He had eight more touchdowns, one more pick, no big deal, and 380 more yards. And, you know, then you have guys like, you know, Richard Sherman, like he has no All-Pros. Okay, first of all, he had a better season than Aaron Rodgers. I don't go fuck what anyone says. It's pretty clear, right? Like, I think I think Richard Sherman. To my respect to Richard Sherman, which I you know I respect what he did here in Seattle. He needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like at the end of the day, Matt Stafford came into the NFL before Richard Sherman, and Richard Sherman is barely being able to play right now, and his longevity is still a freaking amazing player and a productive player. So, like, Richard Sherman, yeah, you had a very short stint of being an all-pro. Like, longevity has to do part of it. I mean, yeah, Matt Stafford just won a, Matt Stafford just won a Super Bowl as the quarterback. I mean, that's almost enough yeah. to just say the whole thing. Like, at almost your age. I yeah. You might be the same age. So, it's He's like, older than me, I hope. No, I was talking <laughs> about Richard Sherman and Matt oh, Stafford. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. I think the same age as both who's, of them, to be honest. Who's, who's older? You're older than Matt Stafford, bro. I might thought he's 34. I thought he was 33, but I could be wrong. He is 34. Oh, he just turned 34 February 7th, so you actually, in fact, are older than Matthew. Okay, Stafford. barely, barely. That's kind of crazy. I know. And I think Richard Sherman's younger than both of us. He's 33. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So Matt Stafford's older than him in winning a Super Bowl. Richard Sherman couldn't even get on the field in the playoffs. And I guess to, to keep it all condensed in one Matt Stafford's to me clearly a hall of famer now Mm -hmm. if he never had a Super Bowl run or if it all ends I think the problem is we've talked about this in other sports too we love to project like yeah like okay we're we're projecting that Matt Stafford's good for another three four years on the Rams Mm -hmm. now if next year he comes out and throws 
four touchdowns with 35 picks and then like retires in a year or two because he's arm shot. Probably not a Hall of Famer. But given like the most real realistic circumstances, which is he's going to be a court, good quarterback for three or four more years, if not more, mm-hmm. there's going to be no argument for him not to be a Hall of Fame quarterback in my eyes. I totally agree. And when you have someone like Cooper Cup on your team, yeah. you're going to be a good quarterback. I mean, he made Jared Goff look competent. Probably Odell on a cheaper contract now that he tore his yeah. ACL. Uh, if, be he back. Can play, if he can play next year. Oh, he'll, he'll be back. I mean, it's six six to eight months. Yeah, eight it's months. not what it used to be anymore. No. It's not like a year and a half, two years. But I felt bad for him. Um, but he got his ring. So like, it still ended up being a good story for him. OBJ is the outside of Joe Burrow, like probably like the second coolest comeback story of the year this year because mm-hmm. the guy was including from people like us, you know, who love football, but we were watching and we're like, oh, maybe he's not very good anymore. Like, you know, like this guy's kind of washed up. And it's like, no, he and, and oh, and locker room cancer and all these different things, right? A lot of hate sent his way, not from just like me and you, but a lot of people just thought he's not as good anymore. Even like, I, yeah, I know, you know, the whole like, oh, who should sign him? Oh, with that he doesn't, he can't go to Green Bay, he'd ruin that locker room. This, me, that, and oh, it's like, Seattle? Yeah. I said, I, 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 he's not been good since Obama was in office. Like, I kept saying yeah. that, I was wrong. Plain and it's simple. like, oh, wait, he, like, he honestly, he was having a better first half than Cooper Cup at one point. Like, he could yeah. have been the Super Bowl MVP, which would have been fucking insane. But dude tears his ACL, which is just, it's really sad. But, it's one of the best comeback stories of the year. And it's it's like he seems like every year he has another comeback story. So next year is going to be just an what's the next story, right? Like it, whether it's on the Rams or another team or if he plays, like you said, whatever it is, Odell's going to have another comeback story again. No, absolutely. No, no. And I, and I, lo- I actually love it for him because he's like I always said, I didn't dislike Odell Beckham Jr. The guy I just disliked that Odell Beckham Jr. is being talked about as a lead wide receiver and he hadn't done shit for so many years. But like I said, I was wrong. <laughs> Maybe it was Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ba- ba- yeah. This is this didn't do well for Baker. This Super Bowl was really bad for Baker Mayfield in general. <laughs> Yeah, like the other Ohio team with a younger quarterback and Joe Burrow. And, and then the for, and then the other first overall draft pick just won a Super Bowl in Matt Stafford. Like it just wasn't a great Super Bowl for for uh Baker Mayfield. Or the city of Cleveland. Which by the way, I think he's gonna be much better next year, but that's a different story for a different day. Yeah, not not for our Super Bowl pod. We got all yeah. off season to talk about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think at the end of the day, uh OBJ was a good proof of you know sometimes you just don't fit in certain places and it might not even Absolutely. be a baker problem and it could be a he just fits better with matt stafford or fits better in la or maybe he was working harder in la for all we know because he loves yeah. that's his lifestyle you know that's his thing so i'm not sure what it is but i'm glad to see him back it was really interesting they had guys like there was a lot of guys on that team that like you know the andrew whitworths who everyone was happy to see win a ring Matt Stafford, OBJ, Yvonne Miller get a second ring, Aaron Donald finally getting a ring. There was a lot of like star power on this team that either finally got the ring or in Cooper Cup, of course, but like he's young. But there's just so much like, I felt like older stars like Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Andrew Whitworth, Matt Stafford, OBJ, Eric yeah, Weddle. Totally. Eric Weddle came out of retirement like week 17. Yeah, won he a Super Bowl and re retired. 
Isn't that crazy? It is. It is pretty crazy. And the city of LA wins another championship is even crazier. And my, um, I did forget to mention. I, I love that LeBron James tried to steal the show with with his tweet. That I really, everyone really always appreciates that the parades. Yeah, come on, I, man. Just leave leave them alone. Like let them go have their moment. We don't need to make it. Just, it did not need to be about LeBron. I don't know. I thought it was fine. I, I think you're. I think it's actually. You people complaining about it is just as dumb as him tweeting it because it's yeah, like yeah, of course. No, just, but like I mean, talking no because it's like oh, let them have their moment. Who the fuck are we to say that? Like the guy's an NBA star, star, and like, he's friends with people on the Rams. Like maybe to them that's not stealing their moment. Maybe they agree. They're like we needed because the Dodgers didn't get a parade, neither did the Lakers. Like they've won three championships basically during this pandemic era. It would be actually fucking sick if they had like a triple people. Parade. Now, I don't think it, would, it should replace the Rams parade, right? Like, obviously, like, the Rams are going to have a parade this week. But how cool would it be, like, once LA is going to start opening up now, finally, right? And mm-hmm. restrictions are off. If they did, like, a triple celebration, like our three pandemic rings in the three major sports, like, fuck these guys. Dude. That like, is kind of crazy. Like, like the th- <laughs> the pandemaleka. I don't know. I was trying to, like, make it sound like LA. I was trying to make a t shirt out of it. Can't figure it out. Pandele. I have no idea what you're saying. Pandale, I feel like you're pan, like pandemic pandemic LA. That's law. Yeah. Okay. Or right, have a pandemic angelus. What is that? I don't understand why you're saying pandemic. What are you saying? They're pandemic champions. They, they, they first of all they shut down the city, and then and then all their teams won championships because they couldn't even go out. I, I know. I was just trying to figure out what was the name for. Like, what was the <laughs> the name for? Like, yeah, like you gotta give a nickname to every like pandemiologist, like Los Angeles pandemiologist. I, I can't. I, I have no comment. I'm like, maybe I was gonna say like the kings of the pandemic. Give yeah, it. Doesn't with... does not play on a name, but that works too. That that works too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm lost for words. I just don't know. I was hearing some just some gibberish coming out of George's mouth. Pandemalay, like Pandemalay. Like, yeah, exactly. Sounds so good. You made it sound better. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't. I don't think they need a slogan, but they are the city of champs once again, and they should have a fucking parade. LeBron's actually right. That's why I'm not going to disagree with the tweet because that'd be fucking sick. I couldn't imagine if my city, like I was born and raised in Seattle, right. If my city won an NBA championship, a baseball championship, and an NFL championship, and there was no fucking parades, I would also be like, we after the pandemic, I'd say we need a triple parade. I want like five million people out on the streets. I want okay. like this, the population of the state out here, and we're gonna celebrate all three. Oh, yeah, with all seven Los Angeles Rams fans. Sorry, I had to take a dig at them eventually. Yeah, I mean they, they don't <laughs> they don't have any fans. I mean, you know actually. It's a good. That's a good thing to bring up. You know they ranked fifth, tenth in Super Bowl viewed viewership ratings. Los Angeles did tenth. You know what the top two were? I'm gonna guess New York and, and Cincinnati. Take a guess again. New York and Chicago. And I only said Ant when you said New York. By the way, oh, Cincinnati and Chicago. Okay, you're one for two. Number one viewership in America was Cincinnati. Number two was. Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Oh yeah, duh. That makes perfect sense. Think about that. Matt Stafford, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. 
Like we, they, they literally showed up for Matt Stafford and Eminem, and they, it was, it was like forty-two million in in Cincinnati, and like forty-one in Detroit. I was actually pretty shocked. Yeah, it totally makes sense to me. Well, what else did we got from the Super Bowl? Oh, I, I do think that the whole uh, Van Jefferson story was pretty sweet. Um, it was pretty cool to see a guy get a Super Bowl ring. Walk off the field, be told by somebody, by the way, your wife left, she's in labor. And he was staying there with his two kids already. And, and I just put out a video on NFL Films where he was like, we need to go out and see mom now. Your, your baby brother's coming. Like, we're going to celebrate really quickly. And then we're going to head to head to go see your new baby brother. And I was like, what a win for a man in one day. Like, there's nothing more a man could celebrate in one day. A Super Bowl victory and having a child. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's great for him. I mean, um, I, did he find out after the game or did he find out during the game that his wife was going out to give birth? After the game, on the field. Okay. He was, sitting, like, he was standing on the field in the confetti. His two kids came up, and I think there was somebody supervising or a babysitter. I don't fucking know yeah. what it was. And she was like, your wife's in labor um, in the hospital. And so the kids were like, daddy, let's celebrate. And he's like, your mom's in labor. We're going to have to go. We're going to celebrate here and then go straight to go see your new baby brother. Yeah, that's a story you'll tell. He'll, he's going to, the baby's going to tell, the wife's going to tell, the two other siblings are going to tell. And of course, he's going to tell forever. Quick break. We had some technical difficulties. We're both freezing on the screen. So we came back. I guess, George, the last topic I want to talk about is just, Okay, it was Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl has been the same thing for the last how many years? Like the last uh, our entire life. Like it's been the same thing. Super Bowl Sunday at this location, watch the game. I know we've talked about some changes to Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl whatever. What are some of the changes you'd like to see? Because I know if something works, don't fuck with it too much, right? But I feel like there are a few little changes that can be done either by the NFL, by America, by the product, to make it better. Like, what Uh, do you think those are? I think there's only two options and two options only you can do for the United States of America and the Super Bowl, Sammy. You either have to move it to Saturday or you have to do it the Sunday before President's Day. And does that mean you move President's Day a week early so you make sure it always falls on Super Bowl Sunday? Um, people need a day off the day after the Super Bowl. So either Saturday or President's Day. My, our mother made a great point. If you, uh, We were telling her we should, they should make Monday a national holiday. And she's like, well, then everyone's going to want a national holiday. The Grammys are going to want a national holiday. The Oscars want a national holiday. And he, like all these people will be like, how about us? So my mom's like, like, don't do it on a Saturday. Then I thought about President's Day just as you said this right now. Well, if you do truly think about it, it probably will end up being on the President's Day weekend mm-hmm. within the next few years. The NFL is either going to do one of two things. It's going to add another game again somewhere, maybe subtract something, add a bye week. They're get, there's always changes being done. If the NFL looks at this 17-game experiment and says, oh, shit, that was really good money. They could add an 18th game one day, or they're just going to add a bye week somewhere in the middle of the season for other reasons, right? Let's say mm-hmm. players start complaining. If the the Players Association starts saying, okay, 17 was a lot, you might add a bye week. You might add something yep. else. And then if the NFL does come to that realization, like we could push the Super Bowl back another week again, 
and from now on moving forward every that that would mean also like the valentine's day in america is kind of open for spouses and their husbands and Ooh, the following week is president's day on monday and we'll be able to get a super bowl with a day off of work and people will be able to consume more bud light that's part of the nfl sponsor all the beer companies would pay more on super bowl sunday agree even more which is already a lot for commercials but realizing people might be even more drunk because they have no work tomorrow those might become even more valuable commercials yeah, and the day after, like Super Bowl Sunday, will just or if it's Super Bowl Saturday, it's just going to be a great day for all the United States. It is, and I think other than that, that's the only thing that could be changed about the Super Bowl. You don't want to mess with the, something if it's work. If it's working, don't fix it, right? So I totally agree. I think it's more the timing thing. Uh, One thing I would change is like when it, when someone runs on the field and disrupts the game, like put them on camera for a minute. Like it's not like it's horrible. Like yeah, it's illegal and shit, but like. It's not like he's doing a natural disaster and like doing something really bad. They're just looking for attention and they're going to get arrested. So you might as well throw them on the big screen. Yeah. In simple terms, George, we're not offended to see it. We don't care. We want to see it. Like, yeah, we don't think it's a disgusting act of whatever. And if my kid sees it, my kid's not going to think it's okay to run on the field because he has parents that would we'll tell him he got arrested. <laughs> yeah. And, the kid's going to see it somewhere on social media or hear about it, right? Like, my, right. if I have a 10 year old kid, is he like, Dad, did you hear somebody ran on the field? It's not like him seeing it means like, oh, yeah. Like, they play beer commercials and they have, you know, mu- musicians wearing like bras, like dancing and singing, but they're like, ooh, somebody ran on the field. The, can't, the kids can't see that. Yeah. Those kids, man. Poor kids. I want to see tell the guy fucking get tackled by security. Me I think too. It's a great experience. Yeah, me too. So that's all I just wanted to add. If there's anything else, last and not least, George, for me, it'd be, you know how I feel about this. Don't have The Rock do the introductions. Yeah, I mean, you put a, a TikTok video and I commented right away. I literally thought I was watching an episode of Ballers. Yeah, it was really stupid. And it was like, he was just too like, I'm Dwayne Rock, we have the battle. It's like, dude, okay, like, like cool, but like, just, you know what? Like, I was okay with it because it was LA. Only because it's LA. Like if he's in fucking Phoenix next year and this is no, he can't like, be. Like, please don't. No, no, not allowed. Like I, I think they should rush the field. There's that now someone needs to run on the field and tackle him. Oh yeah. Uh, first <laughs> comment on my video was, "Who's gonna say it to his face?" Like eh, no one is gonna say it yeah, to his face that it was stupid. Yeah, Everyone's gonna be like, "Dude, that was sick. That was yeah, sick." All, you know, all his friends were telling him that was sick. They were like, bro, you, the NFL needs to let you do that every year. That was sick. I know. I know, Sammy, if you ran into The Rock, you're going to tell him. Like, my favorite moment was when you said the Super. You had those tight-ass <laughs> red pants on. That was sick. <laughs> so sick. Good so shit, sick. dude. That was sick. You should have gone longer. He was like, he did, I don't know if you watched the whole video. He went like two minutes. I know. It was ridiculous. It was the, his moment. The best is there's been pictures on the internet. Like, he's literally in the middle of the field doing this, like, fucking you know like veins coming out of his neck but in his tight ass red pants and like the players are lined up for kickoff it's like rock get off the field <laughs> yeah what and you know that's only you know who if someone needs to deliver the message it's probably aaron donald he's probably yeah. the only one who kicked the rock's ass like, like, he was giggling a little bit <laughs> i know thing, so. <laughs> it was a crazy time well, oh, and smoke. Uh, I just want to mention Snoop, Snoop Dogg did uh, smoke some weed, and I, I don't know. Snoop, smoke Dogg. George has a new nickname for him. I like how you try to pretend like you didn't make a mistake. So, smoke, 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 uh, smoke Dogg. Ah, uh, smoke Dogg. 
Smoke Dog. What is that his name? No, I'm kidding. He's of course it's Snoop Dog. Smoke Dog was snooping out there, just having weed before the game. And okay, that was stupid though, because a lot of people on the internet were trying to like say like, "Oh my God, Snoop Dog was smoking before his performance." And then I saw the best reply it was like, "And I drink coffee before I go to work." Yeah, like, like yeah, no. I just wanted to mention like the how ridiculous the uh, backlash of him smoking weed was. Like, yeah, no shit, huh? He's Snoop Dogg, and he's yeah. going to rap on stage. He's not going yeah. to uh, run the cameras at the game. <laughs> like, he's not operating a motor vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd understand if like somebody saw a ref like smoking before the game. Like, okay, that's, that's oh, different but... than the halftime performer. <laughs> Imagine if you saw a fucking ref smoking before the game. The back that would go nuts. Viral moment. I don't even know if it'd go nuts or if you just get fired on the spot. Well, he, well, he'd get sad. fired, but how about the game's already done? Like, what do you do? Depends. Maybe you'd evaluate. Maybe you'd be like, actually, you did pretty well. So, yeah, we should legalize it now. Yeah. I guess, I guess can, you can't be, I don't know. How much trouble you, that's a kind of a, a lot situation. of trouble. <laughs> you don't know. How if you're hammered? Like, let's say a ref just shows up to the game like five shots in. That's differently. I guess disorderly conduct at your job. So, Okay. I'm just saying, if you caught, caught smoking, like people take cigarette breaks at work, if it's not affecting your performance and you're not like super high, like what actually could happen? If they performed well, it's like, it's legal. If it's in a legal state, like what do I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Interesting laws. Okay. Well, a lot of what ifs here. <laughs> well, uh, see if anything else from the Super Bowl. I mean, it was, I guess it was a good one. That's all I was going to say is like, it wasn't a bad one. It wasn't a, all time, but it was like at least it wasn't a blowout and it was an all right one. It was all right. Good it was a good game. Love the Super Bowl, but uh I'm not gonna sit here and pretend it was the best Super Bowl in history of Super Bowls. So it was it was all right. Yeah. All right. Well I think that's all we got. It's kind of sad because uh that's the it, it for football this year until August, September. Of of course mm-hmm. we're gonna talk football at some point on some pods here throughout the weeks, but uh, the end of talking like what's actually happening in season. The season's all done. Yeah, Crazy, tough times. Man. Tough times uh, in the Jarjour household. It's tough. It's tough. Well, we'll be back. Uh, our usual "Am I the asshole?" bonuses will be back. Uh, we're gonna start getting some unique podcasts out for all those listening. Stay tuned for, I guess, NBA stuff. Maybe MLB if it's coming, um, and maybe just some creative guests and stories. Um, we're gonna we're gonna still give you content and give you good content because uh that's what we do at Pod Dad. The Pod Dad brothers always give you the best content possible. We're we're, we're content machines. Content machines here. All right, George. That's all we got. And uh I want everyone to give us a five star review, whether on your whether you're on Apple or Spotify, just go hit the five star button, leave us a review. Um, check us out at the sportsontap.com or at the Sports on Tap on all platforms. And then for the podcast page, of course, at pod that, P-O-D that, also on all platforms. Um, any support means the world. And uh, George, they're listening to the Sports on Tap podcast network, and you know what we like to say? Cheers to sports. You're listening to the Sports on Tap podcast network. Cheers to sports.